0: So Lindsay was married to another woman. Her lifestyle distanced her from her family she loved and the God she desired to worship. Today I have a conversation with Lindsay where she describes her journey away from God to an alternative lifestyle and her journey back home. Here's my conversation with Lindsay Greeney. Well, Lindsay, it's great to have you on this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. You are more than welcome. And uh I want you to first talk about Jameson. How long have you been married?
1: Uh, this we just in July was seven years.
0: Seven years, yeah. that's pretty cool. Jack and Addie, Jackson yeah. and Adeline. Tell but, me about uh, tell me about those two. Five and three years old. Yeah,
1: five and three. Jack uh, Jack is the image of his his father. He loves working outside and <laughs> doing projects. And Addie is yeah just turned three and yeah they're just they're so much fun. I've I've it's been a true blessing being their mom.
0: Well, I appreciate you, uh, you being here. Um, been married for seven years, mm-hmm. but you have a story. I do, Before yeah. that. So um, you lived a lesbian lifestyle. I did. For a while. hmm And talk about that. Uh, pick up that story where you'd like and just um, kind of work through that journey.
1: Sure, yeah. Um, so I was raised in the church. Uh, my parents are strong Christians. We went to an Assemblies of God church growing up. Um, I was really involved, I went on mission trips, um, and I, I I feel like my, my heart was, like I can confidently say that I was saved, I gave my heart to the Lord, I felt like I was, um, I read my Bible, I was, I don't know, I, I, I felt like my heart mm-hmm. was in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to college and dealt with a lot of mental health issues, uh, a lot of mental health, uh, depression, anxiety, I got pretty heavy into drinking. I was mm-hmm. on in a great place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, I was I was involved with, in the church, there was a, a Campus Crusade for Christ on, on campus. And I was pretty involved with that. I actually did two mission trips through them at mm-hmm. the beginning of college. And then towards the end, um, there were some situations that I, I kind of got pushed aside I don't want to say put maybe not pushed aside um I reached out to be involved more and I was told that my behaviors were not appropriate which Mm -hmm. they weren't a hundred percent they were not Mm -hmm. but I felt like that was me reaching out to God and saying okay like I'm ready to kind of come back and when my Christian friends in the church pushed me away Mm -hmm. um I started looking for other I don't know, other groups, other mm-hmm. acceptance, other identities, other, I went searching mm-hmm. because I didn't feel like, instead of looking to God, I looked to Christians, the people.
0: When did you feel like, okay, I've got a same-sex attraction and kind of how did that journey start?
1: Yeah, um, I had a really good friend that I was in high school with. And she was my best friend growing up and she had identified as a lesbian, like the beginning of college and we went separate ways. I was pretty involved in the church. She was not, um, we kind of didn't really have any much contact at the beginning of college. Um, And then when I was kind of going through all of this, kind of trying to figure out where I was, she reached out to me and we started being pretty close again. She disclosed to me that she had feelings for me. And at first I was like, no, like that's not. But I think as time went on and where I was, I felt very vulnerable. So I think there was someone who was saying that they were interested in me. I was just looking for something that I felt Mm -hmm. like I I wasn't, I didn't have. Mm
0: -hmm. Had you um, had attraction before that? Or was that, or was it more an identity that kind of got, uh, either pushed aside or rejected by this one group. And now here's a group that, because we, we talk so much about identity, sure. right? Um, but here's a, a person or maybe a group that I can be
1: accepted in. I've actually thought about this a lot because like looking back, like in high school, maybe even early college, I, I never felt like, oh yeah, I'm attracted to women. But like looking back, I always really looked for like a strong friend in a girl Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if that I'm not saying that that was a attraction but maybe just that was like my tendency to want a really close girl female friend and when a female kind of approached me about turning it into maybe something more sexual because of that desire for a close female friend I don't know if I was a little bit more accepting of it so you grew up in a
0: church, right? Very involved in um, uh, Christian activities in college, and as you're kind of thinking through this, because I mean, this is not just a an action, right? There are a lot. There's you've got a lot of thinking going on in your mind and confusion and things. What What are you thinking about God during this time? Like, what, like, kind of talk about the spiritual journey within the other journey.
1: Clearly, I knew the Bible. I knew God and I knew kind of the, I want to say the church's stance on homosexuality. Mm-hmm. But I think during that time, I really tried to take a, um, like justifying it. And I did some research and trying to find out like translations of the word homosexual in the Bible and was like, oh, you know, well, these translations have changed the meaning. So I think I don't think that our current translation is showing what the old translations used to mean. Um, I really hung tight on the meaning of if God made me, God created me, and I don't think He messed up. Hmm. And if He made me like this, He wouldn't just let me burn in hell. Mm-hmm. That was uh, because my parents, like, the, uh, between the time that I started in a relationship with my friend and then that ended I met someone else we ended up getting married um, as soon as gay marriage was legal in the United States and then there was another relationship after. I mean so we're looking at it was a decent amount of time that I lived as a lesbian and my parents were really trying to Um, intervene and Mm -hmm. I talked they you know can you talk to pastors can we talk through I was open to it because Mm -hmm. there I felt like I wasn't wrong I defended like I you know I've I knew God I felt like I still kind of knew him not Mm -hmm. there was no active relationship I wasn't reading my Bible I wasn't attending church I wasn't by any means involved with the Christian community but I held strong and thinking, you know, that mm-hmm. stubborn, I thought I was right. And I thought that um, God didn't make a mistake on me. That was yeah. kind of my selling point uh, to my parents and anybody that I spoke mm-hmm.
0: to. It's interesting, and I and, and I believe um, this is the, the demonstration of the work, of God's work in your heart, even when we're away from him. Right? Oh, absolutely. Because... Um, and I'll ask you this question: It doesn't seem like. I mean, you could have said, "I don't care what the Bible says. <laughs> I'll do it. Right. I'll do whatever I want." But you're looking, you're looking to justify it, and but you're you're staying in the Word. Maybe you're making it say something it doesn't, right? Right. But you're staying in it, so that's interesting. Talk. What, why, why do you think? Um, maybe we've already answered this question: it's the Holy Spirit in your heart? But you just didn't jettison it and say, "Okay, done with that." I don't have, I don't care if I justify it or not. This is what I want.
1: I really, I had a relationship with the Lord. He, mm-hmm. like I, growing up, it was real. So he was in my heart. I knew it. And I I think I walked away, but like, he didn't let me go. And mm-hmm. I think there was a piece of me that continually, I don't know if I, at the time, knew that, that I was in the wrong, but like, I just, I, I wouldn't let it go.
0: Talk about the time, because uh not only are there individuals going through the same struggles that you went through listening to this, but also parents. Sure. Uh, kind of walk through that time you said, okay, mm-hmm. I know where my parents stand on this, but I have to tell them. The process of getting ready to tell them and, and, then, and then that conversation.
1: Uh, so I actually didn't tell them. Okay. Uh, they figured it out and approached me about it um i was dating a woman and i kind of pulled away from them because i knew where it was going to go that they weren't going to approve of it um and i brought her around once and just introduced her as a friend and they called me the next day and my dad said i don't have a piece about this situation i think something's different like Mm -hmm. let's talk about this relationship so i was honest and i you know told him and he was like all right we're gonna we're going to pray. I want you to pray, and then we're going to come back in a couple of days and kind of talk about this. And in my heart at the time, I was like, okay, like maybe they're all right with this. Maybe we're okay with this. Maybe it's not going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, they came back a couple of days and said, that, uh, my dad's word that he used a lot was condone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't condone this. We love you as our daughter, but we can't condone this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, it was heartbreaking. Like, I, 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 I my parents we were really close we're an italian family like we were very close (laughs) meals to every meal together every uh, sunday night meals (laughs) yes they still do but yeah we were really close and it was uh it was like a loss there was grief um my grandma and my grandpa who uh are with the lord now they uh they took it pretty hard, there was no, my parents wanted to talk through it and kind of, but my grandparents were not, uh, my mm-hmm. dad's parents who, I, I mean, second parents to me, mm-hmm. they didn't, um, they weren't as accepting mm. about it. And my mom's parents, uh, when they found out, were part of a church that, um, because she still had conversation with me, she was cut off from them. Oh. I, I, there was a lot of damage that I caused yeah. by my decisions in our family. When
0: your parents said we we love you, you don't even know how much we love you, but we don't condone what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, in the in the gay lifestyle, lesbian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. There's so much identity, mm-hmm. not uh, with just what I'm doing, but that's who I am. Right. And so, how did you kind of think through that, or did you did you say, well, if you don't accept who I am, then you can't love me, or did you still say, no, I know they love me, but I can I can see how they're separating this.
1: I think it was day by day. Like mm-hmm. some, I my parents were such a big part of my life before. I just was like longing for that relationship, especially with my mom. Um, but it what it it was it was a huge identity, which I think is what also made it so appealing. Is that I, I the identity I was looking for an identity. It gave me an identity mm-hmm. for that piece of time. Uh, that I was searching so I think that yeah with my mom I just wanted I wanted that relationship Mm -hmm. but there were days that I was like I'm not calling her I'm not talking to her because I felt like she was rejecting me Mm -hmm. um and there were other days that I just wanted I just wanted my mom Mm -hmm. and would kind of like I don't know look aside it maybe let's not have that conversation today just call and chat but uh it did Strain, I mean, strain the relationship beyond belief.
0: So you continue with the the relationship, and you, and you said, as soon as um, the United States approved of gay marriage, then you, you we got were married. married. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, your folks said they didn't go. They they prayed long and hard mm-hmm. and would not um, judge anyone if they did. Right. But for them, they couldn't come to your wedding. Right.
1: Tell talk, talk through those feelings. Heartbreak. Mm. Cause I mean, your parents not coming to your wedding. Like I always, I knew that they didn't support it, but I thought at the end of the day, like it was my f- first wedding. Like I thought mm-hmm. that they would be there and that they would put everything aside and come to it. Uh, so the fact that they didn't, I didn't talk to my mom for like, for a chunk of time afterwards, maybe a month or two, mm. that we just didn't talk. Cause I, I, was, I was pretty hurt. Um, and I think they, there were, I mean, there were feelings on their end. I, I know they prayed about, they wrestled with it. And I can't imagine as a parent choosing not to go, making that conscious decision not to go to your child's wedding. So I know for them, there was a lot of their own feelings of dealing with that, Mm -hmm. but I was, I was very angry. Are you going to church?
0: No. Like spiritually, what's going on now? How long were, how long were you, um, in the marriage relationship?
1: Um, I think we, we were together for two years and then separated for a year before we were legally allowed to get divorced. Okay, I didn't attend church for a while and then there was a part of me that wanted to get back to church. So I found a church in the South Side that was very LGBTQ friendly mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, this is perfect. So I started attending there uh, for a while because I think, I mean, clearly I was still I had a God-shaped hole in my heart mm-hmm. that I, I was not being filled. Mm-hmm. So I know if after all that time I was still searching, but trying to fit in like, okay, well, I'm not gonna change this, so how can I fit these two together?
0: You're married for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. There's some strain and some challenges. Yeah. It's a separation. Yes. And then divorce, right? Right. Um, start talking a little bit about your journey back. Sure um how did that
1: kind of uh, start and what was the process there i needed out um i and came to my called my parents and i was like can i come and stay at your house like i it's not safe for me to be here Mm -hmm. my parents dropped everything came and picked me up brought all their stuff to their house i think in their head they thought i was like okay that's it she's coming back to the lord um i wasn't quite there yet (laughs) and uh a couple so now I'm living at my parents' house and I start dating another woman. And um, that was tricky because clearly my parents were very firm on where they stood during this amount of time. Um, they keep inviting me to come to church and they had just started coming here and were, um, yeah, you, you know, you would like this church. Why don't, why don't you come and check it out? And after about six months, I, I gave in. I was like, all right, right, you know, I'll come. Um, and I walked into the auditorium and i I, it felt like home like Mm -hmm. i remember thinking like that like it felt like home that was the only and Mm -hmm. i cried during the entire worship i love worship worship is like Mm -hmm. uh, i cried the entire worship time and uh so god was working on my heart but i i mean i was in a pretty committed relationship at this time so it was like okay lord like i feel you but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing if that's okay. And I'll come and check you out next Sunday. Um, Yeah, so uh, it was was a slow move back. Um, But uh, yeah, I would say maybe a couple months that I was attending in a relationship, but um, a frequent Sunday attender. Mm -hmm. We'll say that.
0: What's going on in your mind and heart during that time?
1: I think there's a period of life that you realize you're living in sin and that you have to make a conscious decision of am i going to continue in this or am i going to make a change. And there was clearly a period of time that I knew I was living in sin, like but I wasn't willing to make a change yet. Um that's a that's a tricky place to be because mm-hmm. you know that you're wrong. I think for so long I justified it and I thought in my head I wasn't wrong and then there became a period that I knew I was wrong. And now the big some big changes are going to have to come um and it was scary that i was nervous about that was that a
0: process for you or was there a day when you remember where you said okay today's today's the day and and if it was a day what what kind of uh, brought on that decision
1: i remember it clear as day it was the journey to the cross hmm. um we my parents invited us or invited me I think my sister came too, um, and we're working our way through each of the stages. It's so powerful, because you're seeing each stage of the cross, and you're touching the money, and you're feeling like it Just it's, it's so present uh, right in front of you, and I don't know how anybody can, can go through that experience and like not physically like feel God next to them. The amount of love for someone to have to go through all of that for you is just hard to comprehend. So I'm wa- making my way through the stages and really feeling God's presence and just, you know, like, okay, you know, you're feeling this. What are you going to do? So the last stage, there's a cross and there's papers and it says, you know, nail to the cross What, mm-hmm. where you are. I don't even remember how it was. But so I, and I, okay, God, like you gave up your life for me. I can give up this relationship for you. So I wrote on, uh I wrote on the paper I, I, and nailed to the cross and uh over the next couple mm-hmm. weeks ended the relationship and walked away from, said, okay, Lord, like, I will be done with this and we'll move on mm-hmm. to what you have for me in the future.
0: This is a personal question, but do you remember what you wrote on that
1: paper? I don't. I think <laughs> I am. I, um, off the top of my head, I think I wrote her name. So you make the decision, but now you have to
0: enact the decision. Right. So talk through that.
1: I lost friends throughout the process because, I mean, part of the LGBT lifestyle is a community. Mm-hmm. Um, it So there were people that were not very happy with me that I decided to walk away from that. Um friends that like are were also like identified as lesbians that were mm-hmm. hurt by my decision but um on the flip side of it like I gained my whole family back mm. I gained um a church family but at the beginning yeah it was it was rough
0: did you feel that there was uh, acceptance of your decision or was there just a lot of rejection there for you
1: I think people People that cared about me were fine with it because it was like, okay, if this is what you're going to do, you're going to do. I think there there was feelings because okay, I think if I would have just been like, we're breaking up, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But I think because the fact that I said I'm breaking up because I found a relationship with the Lord and and I know that this relationship isn't, isn't right, that caused a lot of feelings because it was going against kind of what everyone agrees with in that community. Mm-hmm. So that was difficult for some people to hear Lindsay. what i'd like for you
0: to do is just to
1: to look back
0: uh now with um this great gift of time right sure um what have you learned about the lord and Mm. his love for you uh with all you've been through with the route that you were on and then the route that he brought you to talk about uh what you learned about uh christ and
1: your relationship with him his love for us is unbelievable hmm. that um regardless of what we do he waits for us um his forgiveness and his grace are something that i daily am thankful for hmm. and um yeah i have a picture in my house that it's of um the one sheep that has gone astray and him leaving hmm. to get him out of kind of the mud because that was me i mean i I, I left the pack clear mm-hmm. as day, mm-hmm. and he waited for me and until I was ready to come back so I am unbelievable grateful great unbelievably grateful for his forgiveness and um his love for us
0: hmm. if there's a a young girl our young man yeah struggling with uh, uh same sex attraction how would you counsel them how would you advise them to kind of walk through this thing
1: attraction for same sex is a sin just like every every other one and i think it's so easy for us to kind of hierarchy well you know homosexual behavior is like at the top and you know um telling a white lie is down at the bottom mm-hmm. it's it's a sin sin is sin is sin And I think so many times people might have that feeling and they are, um, instead of like talking or reaching out for help or it's embarrassing and um, they don't want to be, I don't want to say judged, but Mm -hmm. judged by other people so they hide it. And I think having those conversations and reaching out for help and talking through it is a huge piece of it um, because everybody sins everybody has maybe bad thoughts or um different tendencies that Mm -hmm. are not aren't that are are their sin so i think if they are having those thoughts it's not something to be embarrassed about it's a sin yeah let's talk about it let's pray for it let's ask for forgiveness but it doesn't put them on a level that they're like unholy or not going to be accepted by the church Mm -hmm. because that's where i felt like i was for a while um the second part is that I think I really the LGBT, LGBTQ community really provides like an identity, a community, and that was so appealing for me when you're searching, especially young kids, you're where do I fit in where where will people accept me? Um, they, you are loved by the creator of the universe mm. who uh, individually knit you together in your mother's womb. And did not, he didn't mess up on you (laughs) in a different way than I, but Mm -hmm. um, that is your identity. Find identity in the creator. And for the one that gave his life for you, that is your identity. That's not going anywhere. Find, accept that and find your community and your identity in him. How can the church um, be
0: a place that never backs down on the truth. Speak the truth in love, right? The Ephesians right. 4 passage. Never backs down on the truth, but uh, is open for conversations and support and help.
1: It's hard because I, I I think a lot of people that are actively involved with that lifestyle feel like the church is very shunning and like not accepting of that. So I think having those, having it open, having conversations, having uh, sharing truth with love, not, with condemnation and judgment like i think that's where i mean the fact that we're talking about this in a church like i love that that's where Mm -hmm. jesus accepted the sinners and was out with the sinners he wasn't pushing them aside and not having those conversations so i think just the fact that the church is open that they're having conversations that they are not uh turning people away and that it's love Mm -hmm. there's just there was a um a lot of anger from the church for a while so i Mm -hmm. think the fact that it's there's openness there's conversations and there's love Mm -hmm. because that's what christ showed us right
0: is there anything else as as you think about um uh as you've been praying about this time is there anything else that you want to share that um that god has kind of placed on your
1: heart going through this clearly i was all in my head it was about me 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 right now uh hindsight and also being a parent i look at kind of my parents response to this um and through conversations that we've recently had and i just for any parents that are going through this um the key is prayer love your kid have conversations and pray and god's going to lead you right to the what you need to say at the right time
0: coming out of a lesbian lifestyle and now you're married right uh, I don't know if that's um, I, a normal track or not. I
1: don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I have not met anyone else in the same situation that I am in, okay. but I'm sure they're out there they're somewhere. Out there.
0: I want to share one verse with you as we wrap this up. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6 talks about, it gives a whole list of sins. And you're right, homosexuality is in there, but it's one of many. And it's not, there's no asterisk. Like this is, there's no one sin worse than another, right? It's missing the mark. Right. And then uh, Paul says, and such were some of you. I'm going to ask you what this verse means to you. Such were some of you, mm-hmm. but you were washed, you were, uh, you were justified, you were sanctified, and you were justified in Christ. What does that verse mean to you?
1: The washed part is that, because I was, I mean, sin makes us, we're dirty, right? And in Christ washed us, and he cleaned us, and he, all those sins were erased, um, and thank God for that, Lindsay.
0: As we wrap up, will you would you pray for us? Absolutely. And um, pray for those going through uh, the same journey that that you've yeah. been on for parents, for the church. Uh, and we just want to we want to be a place where you know this is uh, someone well said. Church is like a hospital for sinners, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are all sinners. And man, no one gets no one gets turned away. So we we pray for us as we wrap up. Yeah,
1: absolutely, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity today, Lord, to just talk through some uh, some difficult conversations uh, from my past, and God, just for the opportunity to share my story and your love and forgiveness and grace on my life with all those that are listening today. God, I just pray for anybody out there that's that's listening. That they, if if they are involved in a same sex relationship or are thinking about it or just curious, God, that they 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 pray, Lord, that you that you open their hearts, that you give them an opportunity to um, engage with other people around them, and just that you speak truth to those around them and to them of um, your word and your love for us. God, I pray for all the families around uh, people in this lifestyle god that they just um find your guidance that they're able to speak truth with love on those around them um god and for the church we are we're the body of christ we are to be showing the world who you are uh we're magnifying you on a daily basis, God and I just pray that the church is somewhere that people feel open and accepted, and that they're able to come and maybe have hard conversations about sins that they um, are trying to work through, God. But that we are able to continually lead them back to the cross and lead them back to Jesus, and and uh, be a place, be a home for for the people that that come in through those doors. Thank you for this time. And um, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Lindsay, thanks so much for uh, coming on. Really, really appreciate you sharing your story.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Pastor. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate Lindsay sharing her story. It's an amazing story of how God transforms lives. First Corinthians chapter 6 gives a whole list of sins and then says this, And such were some of you. You are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Just like God transformed Lindsay, He can transform your life as well. And we pray that He does that. We want to thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this episode with others.